0: Back, long time no see. More rest podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Chadwick Brown. I'm Cabana Beckles, and we're here once again, as usual, in the playground with the action pack episode for y'all. Hope y'all ready for this one because I know we are. Um, How was your week, man, my friend? It's been good. Been
1: yeah. good. Uh, finished off a couple. Uh Jobs I had pending for some home gyms, nice. uh, one garage gym and one basement gym, and then finish off the details on that 5,000-square-foot gymnasium. Yeah, I've job. seen you
0: pull some pictures of that. It's looking yeah. like it's coming along very well. Yeah. So is it like ready-ready or pretty much? Yeah, yeah. it's
1: ready-ready. So this Saturday, uh, February 11th, we'll be doing the grand opening and unveiling for the community. Nice. Where everyone can see all the work that went into
0: it. Oh, this Friday, I'm not going to be there, man. Saturday, Saturday. Oh, Saturday. Saturday, Saturday. I might be back by then. Yeah, Saturday. The weekend, so, okay. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, for us, um, things have been good. Business is picking it up, yep. really getting into our nutrition bag. We've got a, a, a few new clients from that, too. Nice. Um, so, again, if anybody needs some nutrition help, you can holler at us. You know what I'm saying? We can take care of you for sure. Come down here to United Wellness, we can take care of you. Nice. Um, so now to get into the pod, set one. We're going to be talking about not having your partner on your fitness journey with you. <laughs> some of the struggles that can come with that, you know yep. what I mean? Um, You want to start with this one?
1: Yeah, with my partner and our relationship dynamic, she's a teacher. So kind of after the pandemic, uh, very stressful time, kids in and out of class. She's stressed trying to chase kids for their marks. So she doesn't have the ability to dedicate enough time to her physical health as she would want. Mm. So I try to encourage her as much as possible. But one thing I did do was basically taper back on a routine that she can do in about 20, 25 minutes. Okay. So instead of coming out there for an hour with myself, here's something that you can do either in the garage gym or the basement, 20, 25 minutes, still going to give you a good pump, still going to burn some calories, and still going to give you a lot of uh, muscle definition if you stick to that routine. Better than nothing kind of thing. So, yeah, I floated between being an ex-professional athlete, kind of living that solo in the gym, grinding it out, basically having to do that as your profession you're kind of on your own regardless yep but it's a lot easier if the person in your household's along for the
0: journey one million percent absolutely so for myself and my partner we pretty much have the same goals um we're in different lanes right now so Mm -hmm. she's a little bit more deeper to cut and i'm kind of more so in my maintenance right now before i get into my deep cut but just to have someone that shares the same passion with you, it makes mm-hmm. the journey that much more easier. Mm-hmm. Um, like, so I can only really imagine. And then I have some of my friends that are on a fitness journey and their partners aren't with them on it and they discuss the difficulties that come with that. Yeah. Because they don't understand that they can only eat certain things. Yeah. And they don't understand that they can't go out for beers because they have to trust it mm-hmm. to their to their, mm-hmm. um, their goals and whatnot. So it makes it, it as an extra layer of. I guess I don't want to say turmoil, but it makes the relationship maybe a little bit harder mm-hmm. sometimes because mm-hmm. they're not there to support you and whatnot. And again, like my, myself and my wife, she's definitely right there on the journey with me. We push each other when we work out together. Nice. And even when we don't work out well with each other, we make sure we're holding each other accountable, make sure mm-hmm. you go get your lift in, make sure we're eating mackerels properly. And um but again, it's like if you don't have your partner on you with it, it just makes it that much more harder, and and it makes it that much more less enjoyable too. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. if you have your partner with you, whether it be for twenty five minutes, like you said, with you and, yeah. and, and your wife, or for a full session, just to know they're grinding out with you, you know, it just makes it as another layer of like intimacy to the, to the relationship yeah. also. You know what I mean? For sure.
1: And it doesn't have to be the exact same routine that you're doing. Absolutely. I not. think that's where I, I did some of the mistakes with my partner is that I would go in and I have a very structured routine where I'm doing back shoulders and triceps on the on day one, let's say. Yep. She's not too concerned with doing chest. She's not too concerned with doing biceps. So I have to tailor it so that she's in the gym or in the same vicinity as me doing her own thing. But again, we're both doing physical activity together. Together. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And that's the main thing. It's the same thing for my wife and I too right now. We are a, a totally different split, but mm-hmm. on the times when we do work out together, at least we're in the facility together. Yes. Or even if we're not in the facility together. Because yeah. our last couple of weeks we've been kinda I've been working out at a different facility. She's been working out here. But at the end of the day, we know, I know she's working out, she knows, and she knows that I'm working out. Mm-hmm. So, again, we're still on the same journey, even if we're not physically together to, to the whole yeah. time. So, again, just having that extra support makes it that much easier, makes it more enjoyable. And, and even, let's say, for hypothetically speaking, you're in a relationship with somebody who's not, let's say you're the person that's not on the same journey mm-hmm. as your partner. You still want to try to support them the best you can, even though you yeah, might not sure. have the same goals. Like, sure. support their eating habits. Yeah. Um, make sure if you're cooking, yeah. if eating different than them, cook something specifically for them and then for yeah. yourself. Something different, but at least exactly. it's some form of support. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Right. So again, if you love your loved ones, support the journey whether you're on it with them or not. Yeah. So that's what we got for set number two. Sorry, set number one. Set number one. Yeah. Set number two is coming up right now, though. Yeah. let's do it. All yeah. right, set two. We're gonna be talking about is muscle soreness a good indicator of a good workout or your gains or progress? Um, this could be a, a, a interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um, myself. I'm weird <laughs> mm-hmm. I like chasing that soreness um, so, but I don't put a lot of weight into it I know if I had a really good workout and I was sweating and I was pushing myself and I was feeling the burn the pump during the workout and I'm not sore the next day mm-hmm. I don't get all butt hurt and thinking like oh that was, that was a shitty workout cuz okay. I know when I was actually doing it I was going full force but if I do feel so the next the next day mm-hmm. I get this weird feeling like okay I, I crushed it I did good mm-hmm. But yeah. there, there's a limit to it. You don't want to go to yeah. a point where you're yeah. sore for four, five, six days after that workout. Yeah. That means you overreached. That means yeah, you, went, sure. you went too hard. For sure. So it can be a good indicator. It can also be an indicator of new stimulus. Mm-hmm. So let's say that I do a move that I've never done before. Yes. Yep. Jets are might feel sore the next day, yeah. but at two, two three, three weeks down the road of doing the same thing, I probably will not be feeling sore, even if I'm fully exerting myself and crushing it. Mm-hmm. So it can be, within reason, a good indicator, but also it's not, not necessary.
1: Being a lifter that's been in this kind of for 15, 20 years, I don't really get too, too sore. I have more stiffness than anything. Mm. So it's not that deep. Like you said, unless I'm doing a movement, sprints, or some type of other movement um, with weight training, then I'll be sore in that area. But otherwise, I get stiff. And also, I know if I am super sore, I'll go back and look at my hydration and nutrition Uh to see if I was actually... On pace or on par with what I had to do because sometimes being malnourished or dehydrated
0: could cause that extra muscle soreness sorry for sure yeah. and you're right there's there's between soreness and stiffness yeah a lot of people kind of mix those two up yeah like yeah I'm really sore but really just stiff because maybe I yeah. didn't stretch probably before and after the workout yep. or on the rest day yeah so, so was, I, I
1: think it's uh the soreness could be related to how long you've been lifting weights what kind of routine you're doing
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, time, time under tension and yep. also how much exertion you put into
0: that workout like you said. Absolutely, for yeah. sure, yeah. So I just switched to my uh, tr- my training split now, so now I'm doing a chest and back, legs, arms, chest and back, and legs. Um, so I'm hitting chest and back twice mm-hmm. a week, and legs twice a week. Now the, this new routine, the first time I did it, I was, my back and chest were toastitos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> after yep. the first one, I was like yep. absolutely destroyed. Yep. I did it again last week, it wasn't as sore. I did mm-hmm. it for the third time this past week that just passed, and I felt like I could have hit it again, the same yes. routine back yeah. to back. But yeah. again, so, but I know during the workout, I was fully exerting myself and I was crushing it. I felt my mind muscle connection was on point. I was lifting with attention, but I wasn't sore. But I, I did, I, in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, I should be sore. But again, I was, wasn't putting too much weight in it. Yeah. I know what I did. So you don't have to put so much emphasis on being sore the next day if it was a good workout. And again, in terms of your progress, like you said, if you've been lifting for years and years and years, chances mm-hmm. are you won't be getting as sore as yeah. you would. As a newbie lifter, for sure.
1: Yeah, and then to piggyback on that, when you do feel that soreness, again, like we talked about in another podcast, don't just lay around all day. Get out, move to get some of that soreness out. Because by the yep. end
0: of the day, you're gonna feel a lot better than when you first woke up in the morning. You will be as sore for sure. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. yeah. If you're sore, you're sitting there. Yeah. your chances are you get sore and stiff now. Yeah, you get both of them going yep. now. Yeah, so exactly. Definitely get moving around, break up that lactic acid. Mm-hmm have an active recovery, go for a hike, get yeah. on the bike, whatever the case may be for sure. So again, it's not a big indicator of a good workout or progress. There's definitely other, other variables you can look towards yep. to see if you, you had good progress at night workout or what have you. But again, soreness of is indicator that something happened, some kind of muscle disruption. You shouldn't be overly sore, but you should feel like the muscles worked at least. Yeah, you know, if if you work out the next day, you don't feel nothing at all. Chances are you probably didn't go too hard. You should be able to feel some form of muscle yeah. disruption that happened. Yeah. You know,
1: and for me, um, last point on that is, I'm a little bit more sore when I do pay attention and keep track of it in the summertime because I do a lot of outdoor training. Okay, and I'm exerting a lot more because of the sun. Mm. Um, becoming dehydrated as my workout's going and I'm not, usually I'm not hydrating as much, so I do have a little bit more soreness in the summertime, because I'll push a little bit harder because the sun's out, you're feeling good Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, <laughs> you're enjoying a little something so yeah, else. you might
0: go a little extra hard, but you yeah. gotta make sure you're hydrated like you exactly. said, absolutely for sure yeah. there it is, so There. hopefully you guys take to, to those points right there um, you don't have to always chase that soreness, but if you get mm. it chances are you're on a good path, but don't overreach because you'll be sore for like the whole week, you don't want that Yeah. <laughs> so that's it for set two about to get into set number three Let's do it. All right. Set number three, we're going to be talking about different methods of recovery. Um, There's a plethora of different things you can be doing on your off days or even right before and after your workouts to help with your recovery. Want to start with this? What do you got here? Yeah, I've
1: I've done a lot over the years. So I've done anything from cold tanks to cold plunge to cryotherapy to stem therapy, Mm. uh, yoga. Okay. I would say if you're a beginner, do something very... Easy and consistent so I would recommend doing yoga or just some mindful breathing will help your um, recovery speed up your recovery yep so there's a ton of videos out there online that you can find for free on YouTube for yoga so I would do anywhere between
0: five to ten minutes of yoga three times a week that's good that's a good starting yeah. point for yeah. sure um, I like to do a lot of stretching okay before and after um, walking and hiking on rest days is definitely a good way yep. for recovery cause like we just said in our last set there um, if you kind of work out and you're sore, you're sitting around, you're gonna get stiff, mm-hmm. and that soreness is gonna linger for a, a long while. Um, so that Epsom salt baths, yes. another thing I yeah, like to do, best. especially on leg days, yep. soak in that for a little bit, they'll take away the edge of some of that soreness the day after. Mm-hmm. Um, I like do a lot of meditation also. Cause this mm-hmm. brings a lot of mental stuff, a lot of, a lot of uh, mindset stuff, because um, that helps. Because when I'm lifting, I have a lot of connection with my mind mm-hmm. and my muscles. So why not train? The mind on an off day, and that's mm-hmm. going to help the connection and the recovery for the muscles the next day afterwards. There's there's so many different things, like you said. If you just Google it, mm-hmm. go on YouTube. There's so many different ways. um So the stem cell one, that's kind of interesting. We said that. What what was what was that all about? Uh, so you can get it was
1: it, it's rec- I I place it in the same category as recovery, but it was for injury repair. Mm-hmm. So stem cell is it's newer in Western culture, but The gist of it is they'll extract some of your blood, uh, spin it, oxygenate it, and then put it back into that area where you had that injury, just to promote more recovery in that area. Got it. So just like a kind of like, like a boost in that, in that joint
0: or muscle, just to to speed up recovery. Okay. Yeah. Nice. That's that's totally different. I'm I'm aware of stem cell, but in terms of like, like the recovery aspect, that's different. So now what's the difference you find between a cold plunge and an ice bath? They both incorporate coldness. Wouldn't so for me, than the, other, the difference like... that, I've, that I experienced was for an ice bath,
1: I wouldn't fully submerge myself, my body. I would go in just about to chest height. So I'd be sitting in a, in a cold, like, dunk tank, but yeah. my arms are out. Cold plunge, whenever I've done it, I've went all the way up to my neck. So okay. arms are in, submerged, everything's down, I'm all the way down, yeah. all the way up to my neck, where kind of like the cold tub, my arms are out. Yeah, yeah.
0: okay. Benefits
1: so... to both. I was going to say,
0: which one do you prefer over the other? Is there one, or I like the plunge, the just plunge? To get the full body, the full okay. body.
1: I, I didn't go as crazy as to dunk my head underneath. I know a lot of people are doing that now. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't recommend Not that. Doing all that, <laughs> but also with the recovery too, and even uh, meditation, you a lot of people I think get deterred because they try to go full out right away. You can't do that. You have to do very small increment increments in order to build that tolerance up Absolutely. so that then you can meditate for five ten minutes at a time exactly start off meditating for 20 seconds week two 30 seconds week four 45 work seconds your and like, work your way up like Absolutely. that it, where people just go in right away like i tried to do 10 minutes i
0: couldn't do it forget it i'm want something so we'll else try yeah. something smaller it's almost yeah. just like a good yeah. parallel to that it's just like working out yeah you want to come in here you can't start bench pressing 200 pounds or half rep exactly you got to start somewhere yeah. start with maybe 50 and work yeah. your way up every week same kind yeah. of thing um, and, and, and I find that a lot of people get deterred from meditation because, yes. like you said, they try to do way too, too much. much. They mm-hmm. can't stay focused. Yeah. And it's not even necessarily about staying focused for the whole thing. It's about recognizing when you're losing focus and yes. getting back into it. Yep. So, even if, because yep. your mind is going to wander. Yep. If you sit there for, for five, even five minutes, and you try to focus so much, your mind's going to linger. You're going to hear something happen mm-hmm. in the background. Well, what was that? Yep. It's not about staying in that. It's about, okay, I recognize that and I'm going to get back into my mindset now and just yep. stay focused and, 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 and meditate on that.
1: And I, I have a few questions lately about how to start doing a cold type of therapy. If it's cold shower, cold plunge, how to start building up that tolerance. Mm-hmm. So week one, I recommend at the end of your shower, the last 15 seconds, ice cold. Just 15 seconds. Week two, now we've built up that tolerance. Week one, week two, 30 seconds. Week three, 45 seconds. So forth, week so four, forth. one the last minute. Wow. Okay. And you're just counting for yourself. And then you can start after a minute that you can start playing with now half your shower cold, half warm, just because what that's going to do is increase the circulation in your body, yeah. start to take away any inflammation that's lingering yep. and just make you feel more alert and a higher, uh, put you in a higher energy state.
0: So yeah. for something like that, you would recommend starting with the warm, hot or warmer, hotter shower and then going to cold or the other way around? You're uh, I would, half and half. I would, I would, I
1: would, for me, I like going, um, from warm to cold, so that's okay. why I recommend have a warm shower. Then the last half of the shower, when you get to that tolerance point, then go sh- ice cold. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't yeah. don't go down to Lake Ontario. Go jump in the lake. Don't <laughs> yeah. do none of that. Don't do any of that because that shocks your system and some bad things can happen. To yeah, you. yeah.
0: It's just like we're saying before, work yeah. your way up to it. Yeah. yeah. Don't literally jump right out the window. Just nothing crazy. Yeah. Um, one more thing. Again, getting back to stretching. Again, um, so I like to do stretches. So. Uh, for a warm-up, I'll do like a ballistic stretch with we'll okay. a little more dynamic moving yep. kind of thing. And yep. at the end, then I'll do a more isometric hold mm. for that because it's that way the muscle that has blood in it, when you're stretching, you're kind of just working the muscle out. Sorry, working the blood out of the muscle a little yep. more smoothly as opposed to just letting it sit there. And um, for me, it keeps my pump a little bit longer when I do a stretch afterwards. Yeah. But again, stretching is another good way to do it. Uh, yoga, like you said, yeah. I got the yoga back for a little bit. I need to get back to that, to be honest. Yoga is definitely a good so when
1: you're me. doing your uh, isometric stretching. Is there a set
0: period of time that you're holding that stretch for about 30 seconds? Okay, 30 seconds per per um, um, body part. I'm doing okay, so let's say I'm doing my quads, I'll do a quad stretch, hold it for 30 seconds per side. Mm. Per side, it's usually at the end of my workout, mm-hmm. and even on the off days, definitely too. Again, that helps with uh, the soreness the day after. Nice, you know what I mean. So, okay. again, if y'all need some tips on recovery, hope you like those. You can, like we said, you can Google it. Look on YouTube, look on Instagram, there's all kinds of information out there. You gotta find something that works and fits for you. So that's it for set three. Hope y'all enjoyed that. It is time, y'all. Super sets. Let's do it. All right, all right, all right. Set number four. Good old supersets. You know what time it is. All right, first one I got from a man here. Uh, simple training one. Would you rather train glutes or hamstrings? Uh, hamstrings. Okay.
1: So I, I like the connection and the muscle contraction I can get in my hamstrings and I always felt that training my hamstrings strongly always resulted in good glute activity as well. Makes sense. Yeah so
0: yeah yeah, hamstring focus for me. Same thing for me definitely hamstrings Mm -hmm. um my glutes are very dominant any form of like leg thing I do if I Mm -hmm. get out of that range my glutes jump right in and I've actually had a lot of trouble and that's recently of keeping my glutes out of my leg workouts so now I don't Mm -hmm. train my glutes at all and, uh, but I do train hamstrings, and the hamstrings actually attach underneath the glutes. So, like you said, if you, mm-hmm. you have a good engagement with it, you will be, in essence, getting some glute. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, I definitely prefer hamstring movements over glutes.
1: Nice. Uh, question for you. What's more important, perception or truth?
0: Here we go. That was you jumping right into this already. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> perception or truth? Yeah. Definitely, for me, truth. Yeah. Perception it's definitely individual based and the truth mm-hmm. is the truth regardless. Yeah. So someone can look at two people can look at one thing and have two totally different perspectives on it. Yeah. But at the end of the day it's what is it? Mm-hmm. It's so the truth is definitely what holds more weight than perception, but perception can go you, you can see someone from someone else's perspective and try mm-hmm. to make someone else to see your perspective, but again the truth will never ever change. So I definitely more towards the truth.
1: Yeah. I, I'll stay on the exact same path as you. Uh, as I'm getting older for sure truth but I think teenage years early 20s it was all perception oh, 100% we always the way that we moved about the way we dressed the way we listened to certain music it yeah. just flowed and yeah. our vibe was just all perception yeah. and then as you start to
0: educate yourself and learn how things really are then truth you has to dominate over everything Yeah. absolutely for sure yeah. good one going alright let me get to a movie bag here this is a tough one this is a tough one for me um, bad boys or rush hour Bad boys, really? Yeah, so because, because
1: I'm a car guy. Oh, okay, got it. <laughs> yeah, got it. I, I die for those. I would. Even my partner will tell you, like, when we put on Bad Boys, I'll know the exact minute to go right to the car chase <laughs> scene. I don't care about the rest of the movie. Like, I just want to see the car chase scene. Okay, uh, Rush Hour was a really dope movie. Yeah, um, but I like the interaction between Will and uh, Martin Lawrence hey, Martin. a lot better than oh, okay. Jackie Chan and
0: um, Chris uh, Chris Tucker. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. lean, I lean more towards Rush Hour in this one. Okay. Um, and then even in terms of just franchises, I liked all three of the Rush Hours more than I liked all three of the Bad Boys. Mm. And that was kind of the deciding factor. The yeah. first Bad Boys, an absolute classic. Um, two was good. Three was meh to mm-hmm. me. That's the most recent one that came out, right? Yeah, bad, like Bad Boys for Life, or something like that. Or some, yeah, yeah, something like that. And they're like older, and Martin yeah. was looking like the fight <laughs> scenes looked like he did. He was like so uncoordinated, yeah. and, and it, it just ruined it for me. But all three Rush Hours were amazing to me. The banter between Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker was always hilarious to yeah. me. Um, the second one was my favorite out of all of them. So yeah. I definitely have to see Rush Hour for sure for me.
1: I did hear that they're doing another Rush Hour. I heard them. that too. Yeah, I heard that too. So that will be interesting. And, and Crazy, the Bad Boys too, actually. Yeah, I did hear that, and. I think it's Rush Hour 3. There's a... Uh, is that when they're in, they're in China? That was 2.
0: 3 that might have been in China too, actually.
1: So there's a, there's a scene. When I was in Japan, so the, one, of the, one of the basketball players when I was in Japan was Sang Bingming, which is the guy that holds them up and spins them around it's big huge yeah, tall seven, seven foot huge. seven <laughs> three hundred and like fifty pounds yeah and they're yeah. fighting the dojo yeah. and whatnot yeah complete oh, okay. complete monster that's he can
0: dunk standing up it doesn't have to leave the ground easily Just yeah, <laughs> yeah. on his flat feet you know what i mean yeah. that was a good one but yeah shout out to my man andrew who comes here works out the clinic use when they gave me that one there that was a nice good one. nice you know I mean? all
1: right one well, back at you right now in your current state would you rather earn a stack of money or be given a stack of money
0: Hmm. Really good question. I think in terms of where I am as a man right now, I'd probably rather earn it. Yeah. And just have that sense of accomplishment like, "Hey, I grinded out, I did XYZ yep. to do that." Mm-hmm. At least that way I can teach my children, "Hey, this is how I did it." Yes. And set like a blueprint yep. for them and even yep. just inspire other people, "Hey, I earned my yep. my stack of money by doing this." Yep. Now find your, your thing that works for you. So it just has more more, holds more value than someone just yes. saying here's a stack of for money. Sure. Younger for sure. me, I would have said, I don't want to work for shit. Just give yeah. me that money. Give yeah. me that stack yeah. all day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, I would definitely rather, I would rather earn it. Yeah. It's a good yeah. question.
1: You? Yeah, same. Because as soon as you have that blueprint, even if you lose it, you know how to get it back. Absolutely. Versus the money given to you. That's why a lot of people that, receive money inheritance whatever it is blow it they don't know how to get it back because it, there was no blueprint
0: absolutely yeah. you hear about so many people winning winning the lottery yep. and they broke two three four years down the yep. line win millions it's like wow because yeah. easy come easy go they didn't actually earn yeah. it then they didn't sense the value of that money because exactly. they, they grinded it out for it mm-hmm. you know what i mean good ones really going all right next one i got for you it's a little, little bit of explaining to do listen mm-hmm. so you you and your wife just had a child mm-hmm. you find out five years later that your child was sweet at birth Mm-hmm. So now, would you want to bring your biological child back into your life and give the one you raised back, or the other way around, keep the one you raised? I think I would
1: try to find the biological okay. biological child and bring that child back into my life.
0: And then, and then, give back the one you raised for five years. Because that that's that's the 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 hard part about this. One.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I would like to think that I would try to find the best situation for that child that we were raising that wasn't ours to get into a a similar situation and yeah. take back our biological one yeah that, that's where I, I think that's where my mind li- and my, my my heart would lay at absolutely yeah, absolutely yeah.
0: This was such a hard one for me when when i when i when I, when I thought of it because it's like even though that child I've raised for five years is not my biological child, that sometimes it can be nature o- over I'm mm-hmm. sorry, nurture over nature. Yep. Because I've yep. raised that child to be almost like mm-hmm. an emulation of me, regardless of, of if it's not, not biologically mine. Mm-hmm. And for the one that was biologically, biologically mine, was raised by somebody else. So I'll be getting a child that's already five years deep in, and I yes. have no idea how they raise it. Mm-hmm. It might be a, a nightmare going forward. So it's, it's a really tough one. But deep down in my soul, I would have to get my biological child, just mm-hmm. like you're saying because it would just even if just having that knowledge and going forward in my life raising a child that knows not biologically mine and my biological child's out there being raised yes, by somebody else and yeah. living life it would it would it would burn me yeah so I would have to find like you said a similar situation where the one I've raised gets to a home and a good mm-hmm. atmosphere that can continue growing and then I bring in my own child at five years and then continue from there but this it was that was a tough one for me to unpack man
1: yeah and I haven't experienced it so a couple of friends of mine have they always say if it's not your biological child you always know there's always like this little I don't know little thing in the back of your brain telling you like this isn't your child
0: so it so you, you mean if they they were raising a child that's not was theirs. theirs that
1: they thought was theirs so that they've been convinced that was theirs yeah. there's always that little thing in the back of their head saying is it actually Something's yours? Yeah. there's just something a little off but yeah. I, I know a, probably two or three guys that that's happened to hmm. and they always said they always knew but they didn't have the means or didn't want to destroy their household by checking.
0: Yeah, because yeah. it would. It would definitely uproot yeah. the whole household, yeah. yeah. So that's definitely a tough one for sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right, one so yeah. back at you. Uh, we're talking about superpowers and abilities. <laughs> would you rather be invisible Okay. or have a photogra- photographic memory Okay. or uh, have the ability of telepathy?
0: Mental telepathy, photographic memory... Or invisibility. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. There's pros and cons of each and every Hell single yeah. one of them. I'm going to say... Hmm, wow. I'm going to say... I'm going to say invisibility. I'm taking that back. I'm going to say photographic, photographic memory. Mm. Invisibility can have its pros and cons because... For one, it would be kind of cool to be able to sneak around and mm-hmm. see what's going on behind the scenes when you're not around, and what people might be saying about you. But at the same time, it's kind of kind of creepy to do yep. that. Yep. Um, telepathy, same thing, would be kind of cool to know someone's thinking. But then, I don't want to know what's in everybody's mm-hmm. head all the time because yep. you might hear some shit yep. and listen that, that you just like. I do, I didn't want to learn that about that person. Mm. And you look at them sideways because it, everyone everyone's entitled to have their own things going on in their own mind mm-hmm. and have that privacy. You can think whatever the hell you want. Yep. So, it's like you're not verbalizing it, it's that's something totally different. So, I'd probably say photographic memory just because my memory isn't the greatest, mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just without superpowers. Mm-hmm. So, to have that memory to be look at something and remember it no matter what, yeah. um, i probably lean towards, towards yeah. that.
1: One. I pick the, sa- the same one um, okay. photographic memory, just to be able to read books and retain all that knowledge, that then part. to transfer it to something else. That I part. think that, that's a big, a big thing for me. Absolutely, for yeah. sure,
0: for sure. Nice, all right. Let's get into a little bit of music bag. Talking about some Dirty South artists, um, Rick Ross or T.I.
1: Again, those two played different roles in my life <laughs> at different times. Mm-hmm. I would say uh, T.I. I think he's a better lyricist. Okay. A lot better thought out lyrically. Word. And I believe that he's lived through a lot more that he speaks about rather than Rick Ross. Okay. I think Rick Ross is a great storyteller, but again, I think those are stories where Ti that was actual life for him. Yeah, yeah. He lived a lot of stuff.
0: you saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm the exact same answer for you. I picked Ti for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, just on the grand scheme of things, I enjoy more of his music, mm-hmm. his discography. I enjoy way more than Ross. Ross again, an amazing artist, amazing storyteller. But again, mm-hmm. I feel like he's only got one to two different lanes and flows, yep. Yep. and it's just it gets really repetitive and, and monotonous a lot of times. So where Ti he's got into his trap bag, he's got into his political bag. He's gotten mm-hmm. to the Black Excellence bag. Um, and a better lyricist. Overall, yes. if you're going bar for bar, yeah. he flips words way better than Ross does. Mm-hmm. He has different flows. Um, so definitely for me, I would say T.I. also. Nice. nice.
1: So my next question to you is, in 2023, tell me something that you are more mindful of and then also something that you've loosened up on. Hmm. Good
0: question. Uh, mindful, I'm definitely more mindful of hmm this is a really deep question man I'm gonna say I've definitely been more mindful of my time mm. and what I'm putting my time towards um I've said in previous podcasts where I've, I've in the past I've been a big time people pleaser and I would, would never put time towards me and take mm-hmm. care of myself and whatnot mm-hmm. And to the point I would Wear myself thin, mm-hmm. and start getting resentful towards people I loved, and it's, and, and it's not to any detriment to them, just because of mm-hmm. myself feeling that like, oh, I've done this for you, I mean, I'm not doing this for me. Yeah. So and now it's the point where I've gotten myself out of my head, and I'm putting, I legit make time for myself every week, nice. whether it be just playing video games, or reading a book, or editing this podcast, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Um, I'm, I'm taking time for myself. So definitely. My time, I've definitely been mindful for. And was
1: the second part of the question? Oh, something that you might have been uh, mindful of in the past, but you kind of loosened up on now.
0: Oh, okay. Um, probably people's opinions. Mm. I used to really take people's opinions about me and just other things to heart, and then to had me kind of skewed skewed view on that person because they said X, Y, Z. And at the end of the day, mm-hmm. it's just like everyone's got an opinion. Everyone's yeah. going to say something and everyone's entitled to their own opinion and say whatever the hell mm-hmm. they want. But I'm also entitled to not give a shit about what they say. Yeah. So I got to the point now where I, I definitely just let people be themselves, say what you mm-hmm. want, um, try to take offense to anything that they say. Unless something that's really blatantly towards me and yep. really really derogatory. Mm-hmm. If it's not, then it's just like, it's totally fine. So definitely loosen up and just letting people be people and have their own opinion. What you got there? I think I'm
1: more mindful of uh, energy and, and energy within my space. Word. So if I'm having a conversation and I don't feel good energy having that conversation, I'll remove myself from that situation. Or if I feel some bad energy in a room, I won't even step foot in that mm. room. Just because I want to be more mindful mm. of protecting my energy. Because I know in the past, I take on a lot of energy, yeah. people's energy. Because like yourself, you said you you are a people pleaser. Same with myself. And that also involves taking on their energy, 100%. their time, and a lot of the problems that they had going on at the time. So... I'm Good. more mindful of that and something that I've loosened up on is not being so serious and driven all the time, try to make more time to do things if it's with my kids, with my partner, just try to be a little bit more relaxed and not Good. chase the buck. I know a lot of times as an entrepreneur, you don't know what what's going to happen in next week the two weeks three weeks so yeah. you're trying to chase that dollar and trying to force your business mm-hmm. and a lot of times when you do that things just go sideways so now I'm trying to just let things go as they as they may and it yeah. just kind of more enjoy
0: the moment enjoy yeah. time with your your loved ones and yeah just loosen up a little bit yeah good for you that's good nice yeah nice. one of my
1: mentors right now he gave me a perfect analogy I never thought of this before but he said he's a very successful man you have to treat business as an entrepreneur as if you're pushing a rope. It's like, if you push a pushing rope, a rope. If you push a rope slowly and gently, it will go straight. But uh, if you force it, it's going to go off to the side and start zigzagging and snaking. That's it's like, a that's good how you one. have to approach business. Pushing a rope. I'm pushing a rope. Wow, I fucking
0: like that. That's yeah. good. That's yeah. a good one. <laughs> I'm have to I'm have to use that one yeah. sometimes, Yeah, I yeah. like that. I like that. Nice. All right. Uh, next one for you. Yard food. Okay. Boat dumpling or fried dumpling? Fried dumpling. Easy, yeah, easy yeah, like, like that, that, huh? Yeah, okay. I, like, I like fried dumpling a interesting, lot more. Grew up
1: on both, but I w- always had a special place in my heart. My mom would
0: make some fried dumpling. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. i don't have to say the same thing. Fried dumpling over everything because yeah. you, you can eat it just on its own by itself, yep. or with, whether it be with ackee sell fish, or yeah. just anything. It, it definitely works. Boiled dumpling is amazing too, it is. but I feel like I like it better than, like a soup. I couldn't just sit there and eat just some boiled dumpling yeah. on its own. It'd have to be yeah. with something else with it for sure. So yeah. definitely fried dumpling for me
1: too. Nice. Uh, my last one back at you is, we'll talk about adversity. Are you someone that shies
0: away from adversity, or do you embrace it? Nowadays, I definitely embrace it. Mm-hmm. Um, the older version of me, I definitely shied away from it just because I wasn't that much of a confrontational person. Mm-hmm. And going back to what I was just saying before, I would let people's opinions mean a lot more to me than it would. So, again, yeah. if there's a confrontation, I don't to look at me like, oh, this guy's being an asshole. Like, I don't mm-hmm. like him now. And I would take that to heart. Now, it's almost like, I'm giving someone the grace to be themselves, I expect them to give me great to be me yes so if someone yeah. says something i don't like and i speak up about it and mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a conversation it's definitely it shouldn't be a problem so i definitely lean more towards leaning into adversity yeah and bring it head on as opposed to shying from it yeah so, yeah
1: same i uh, embrace it a lot more have some pretty heavy and kind of uh head-butting conversations with my partner all the time it's about if it's race if it's about financials if it's about just lifestyle and kind of what we're trying to do together yep and I'm better for it because I know in the past I would just kinda of shy away or just be very silent about it. Yeah. But being expressive and just getting my opinion out because I know that I continually educate myself so I know I have good points, have good opinions. Yeah. So
0: just being heard is a is a big thing. Big time. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with rocking the boat. I yeah. mean a boat can't just say flat all the time. There's gonna be waves. You yes. gotta speak yeah, for up sure. for yourself, yeah, definitely uh, rock the boat and yeah, I respect that for sure. Um, last one I have for you, more fitness thing. Would you rather be doing farmer carries or suitcase suitcase carries or working with a resistance sled? Now that I'm
1: concentrating more on core and targeting that, I would do a suitcase carry. Okay. Core, um, sleds are great. Uh, I have a sled at my house. Like Sleds are great for, I find I use them for legs or use them for uh, endurance training or kind of hit training as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Because I'm concentrating on core and being more mindful of my core
0: nowadays, I'm gonna say suitcase carry. Nice, nice. Yeah, I like both of them. I feel like I don't. I don't do enough of either of them to be honest. Mm-hmm. Definitely in the phase I'm at right now, I'm definitely looking to work more core. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna piggyback on what you're saying. I definitely rather do a farmer's carry or a suitcase carry. It's way more core engagement for sure, mm-hmm. and it helps with your stability. Um, sleds are definitely good for more legs, like you're saying. Yeah, uh, you're going backwards, so it. it's gonna be good for your for yep. knee health, and yep. bulletproof your knees and whatnot. Um, It's it's great cardio also, but again, if you want to get a great, good core engagement, keep your stability muscles engaged and whatnot, farmer carry, suitcase carry, for sure. All day, all day. Nice. All right. So I think that's all we got for y'all for this episode. Hope y'all enjoyed it. This is the Morris Podcast. So again, you can follow us on TikTok, Mm -hmm. on Instagram. You can also email us. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. Hope y'all enjoyed it. Got anything else for the people, bro?
1: Oh, just stay healthy. Don't get discouraged. I know we're coming into February now. Even if you fell off a little bit, mm-hmm. just get right back on. It's the consistency over time rather than what you can do in a short period of time.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Good word to end. That's what it is. We're your host, Chadwick Brown. Come on to Beckles. That's it.